Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter at A to Z Sports.com. Make sure you follow us all over social media uh, because we are Nashville's on demand sports network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on Twitter X. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for uh, all of our great Titans coverage. Uh, Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you guys. Like Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com is where to go uh, to find a new ride for you. Make them a part of your uh, new car buying process in Lebanon or online, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm your health plans. Get better with Farm Your Health Plans when your coverage rates and service at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Uh, the Aura app, keeping us all safe online. And you can get a two-week free trial with Aura by using our link, aura.com slash ATOZ. And our friends at Krebs Kubota. Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in Middle Tennessee, in Franklin, Murfreesboro, and in Columbia. Check them out online uh, at Krebs Kubota. Dot com. So Sam, uh, maybe uh, uh, some shade on me because I do want to say this because uh, Caleb says, can we talk about that Nashville SC game last night? I don't know if you paid attention or saw any of that from last night, but there's this thing going on smack dab in the middle of the MLS season called the Leagues Cup, where it's basically the MLS and other uh, leagues in North America that are battling in a tournament middle mid season. And Nat, last night in Nashville, before we get to back to Tannehill and more Titans, last night, Nashville SC beat the New York Yankees of Mexico soccer in penalty kicks and scored in the last minute of stoppage time to tie it and then beat them in penalty kicks with a lot of reviews and drama and things thrown on the field from Mexico Club America, Yankee fans that traveled to the game, that threw stuff on the field because they were mad. But Nashville SC with a big win there. So that's just cool, right? So I didn't watch it live. I wish I knew it was going on live. Uh, but I missed out on an opportunity because I was doing nothing but just dilly-dallying on my phone when that was happening, and I should have been watching it, but I didn't. But that's a little shit on me. So pretty cool there from Nashville SC. It happened in Nashville, and they're playing the quarterfinals of that tournament on Friday night. So that's a little update there for some soccer. I uh, Yeah, I don't I don't pay attention and I don't know the first thing about soccer. I do find it cool. Like I I think I've started to come around on soccer. It really started at the last world cup. I think where I finally sat down and like watched some games and I was like, Oh, okay. This is like, I can kind of get down with this. And I, I was trying to get into EPL and I just couldn't, I I didn't have an EPL team. And it was like eh, trying to pick an EPL team from scratch seemed a little difficult, but uh, you know, I'm working my way there. So while I did not watch the game and I had no idea it was going on, I might go watch the highlights after the show yeah. today. So that's about, you know, that's where I'm at in my soccer fan. But we're building. It's yes. Or, or Orlando says, if Nashville SC beats the next team on Friday, then Lionel Messi, mm. DeAndre Hopkins' favorite player, comes to Nashville. How about that? That I would bet be D-Hop would be at that game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, he, I'm sure he will. Uh, also, hey, while we're talking about it, Eric says also Nolensville, Tennessee Little League team just made the Little League World Series for the third straight year, first time in history. Uh, shout out to those uh, kids as well. That's always pretty cool there. Uh, so, all right, on to the Tennessee Titans talk because enough of that. So, 
Sam, um, I just showed the comment earlier in the show from the YouTube waiting room before we w- went even went live saying, uh, I feel like it is a poorly placed show considering Tannehill threw two, almost three interceptions yesterday in training camp practice. Yes, he threw two interceptions, nearly a third, but all to both and then the third almost all came on tip passes in tight windows. And so mm. as we get deeper into training camp, Ryan Tannehill needs to throw interceptions, not like bad decision interceptions or flat out bad throw interceptions, but competitive interceptions as I'm going to coin them because what he did yesterday by throwing two picks was one test his own ability two test the receiver or pass catchers ability three test the defenders ability to make a play and four uh, have the Titans defenders rally around to be able to come down with two out of three tip drills for interceptions. So I think that's, that's part of the reason why we're talking about this today, because that's, that's a good thing in my opinion uh, for Ryan Tannehill because of what the interceptions are. Right. And I say this at nauseum and we'll talk about it. I'm sure every interception that's thrown in the regular season, every interception tells its own story. These are not wrong reads, bad throws by Tannehill. Uh, like some of other interceptions have been. These are competitive type. One of them yesterday throws. was a really bad throw. It was a couple of yards behind Chig, and Elijah Molden got his hand on it. Up the I thought that was a. I thought. See, you can see. Here's bad the throw. thing. You can bad ask. Uh, you can ask. I. I think good play by Molden more than bad throw. Titans put out a video of it. It showed it. I mean, Chig's reaching behind his body, going up the seam. Uh, it's a bad throw by seventeen. I don't disagree with your sentiment. I mean, the training camp that like, this is what training camp is about Uh, taking shots, figuring out what you've got a connection on, what you don't have a connection on, what chances you can or can't take based on new receivers and development of certain players. Uh, And you get them out now. And so I I don't have an issue with Ryan Tannehill throwing a couple interceptions in a practice. I'm not going to overreact to that. Uh, but I will also say, hey, bad throw on his part there. A better throw, I think Chig has a better chance to come away with that ball. Uh, but when you throw it to his back shoulder, when he's going over the seam, you give the DB a chance to get a hand on it, which is exactly what happened. So Yeah, and I I think if this were – if yesterday's practice were a real game, I don't think Ryan Tannehill even makes the decision to throw it to Chig. Right, I think and, and so coverage, right? So I think it's a it's a pressing situation to find out what everybody involved in that play can do with the ball in the air. And that's an d- important distinction between a guy like Ryan Tannehill and a guy like Will Levis or Malik Willis. That's a younger player. Right? Like Will Levis makes that decision in a practice. You want to say, "Hey, Will, we're not pulling that one. We're not making that decision. That's not what we want to do." Ryan Tannehill knows what decisions he should and should not be making. He knows uh, how to correct those. And so if he makes a decision in practice, you trust him a little bit more to have the discipline not to pull that throw in a game. Um, But you do have to execute the throws regardless. Yeah. Either way, I I don't view this as an overreaction uh, that we need to be like, oh, Tannehill threw two picks. Should we be worried? Um I also don't know if I view it as a positive thing. I, I think it's just, it is what it is. I mean, it's a quarterback taking a shot in training camp and having a couple interceptions. He really hasn't had many before yesterday in camp so far. Yeah. And, and again, like I, I think, you know, Ryan Tannehill, we haven't talked much about him this training camp. 
because he's doing what he's supposed to do. And look, Malik Willis has gotten better from a year ago. Will Levis has gotten better from the start of training camp, and he's definitely gotten better from what he was doing in mini camps in June and OTAs in the month of May. But still, we've got an update from Dan Graziano of ESPN about what he thinks is the most likely outcome for this season with the Titans and Ryan Tannehill situation. So I'm going to get to that here in a second. The most likely outcome, because the title of the show is my opinion. Ryan Tannehill continues to separate himself from the other Titans quarterbacks, despite this ESPN prediction from Danny Graziano. So I'll tell you what Graziano had to say that was published this morning a couple hours ago. But first, the Aura app can keep everybody safe online, keeping me safe online. Sam, you signed up with Aura uh, back in the spring when we started our partnership. And they had data brokers, 30 data brokers that were selling my information to spammers and telemarketers and robocallers that were hitting me up on my cell phone, in my email inbox, in my actual mailbox at my house, just giving me things I didn't want. And when I signed up with Aura, it took five or six days and they got rid of all of those data brokers in my life by automatically submitting me out of those lists on my behalf. I didn't have to lift a finger, but all I had to do was sign up with Aura, which took like two or three minutes. So 30 data brokers gone from my life in five or six days. If you use our link with Aura, you get a two-week free trial with Aura. That's Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for that two-week free trial. It's a super short uh, website link. So just type that into your browser, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. doesn't matter where you are. Robocallers and telemarketers, they'll find you. So make sure you get rid of them with our sponsor, Aura. Once again, a two-week free trial at Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you place your first wager and you use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. And even if your bet loses, you have a second chance to win big up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. That's why they're the king of sportsbooks. That's BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. All right, Sam. So uh, again, Ryan Tannehill going through this Titans practice, this Titans training camp and with the last year of his contract. So Dan Graziano of ESPN.com did an exercise of 19 or so teams that have some type of quarterback situation limbo playing uh, going into this season where there could be a change going into 2024. So I don't have a problem whatsoever with the Tennessee Titans being a part of this exercise because contractually, yeah, Ryan Tannehill is in the last year of his deal and it is kind of a rarity that a quarterback does enter the last year of his deal uh, with the type of career that uh, Tannehill has had. But the analysis of what Graziano laid out as the most likely outcome is where I think he misses. So this is uh, from Dan Graziano, the most likely outcome uh, from Graziano. Levis takes the job from Tannehill at some point, either during this season or after it's finished. And Tannehill is a a free agent uh, next offseason. Heck, if the Titans really struggle in the first half of the season, Tannehill could even be an appealing trade target at the deadline. So... What do you think about that, Sam, that the most likely outcome, Levis takes the job from Tannehill at some point, either this season or after it's finished? I think the after it's finished point has always been the understanding of what is a likely outcome. But what do you think about him adding the during this season at some point 
that the most likely outcome is that Levis could take over for Tannehill mid-year. Uh, I think we're going to have a good conversation because I agree oh, with it. Um, you agree with it? Yeah, I think this is the most likely outcome for the Titans quarterback room because uh, it's an or, right? It's at the end of the season or during the season. Uh, I think if the Titans do well this year and go to the playoffs and have a, a reasonable reasonable amount of success under Ryan Tannehill, Will Levis will be the backup for this entire season. And then in the offseason, they will likely pivot to him next year while Tannehill goes and gets big money somewhere else in free agency. I think if the Titans are really, really struggling past the mid midway point of the season, like we pointed out every time we look at this schedule yeah. and you're around week eight, nine, 10, and the Titans aren't in contention in the AFC South. It's week 11. Week 11 is the pivot point. If the Titans are struggling and they lose to the division favorite uh, in the Jags in week 11, I think there's that pivot point opportunity to either Levis or Malik. Yeah, for sure. We've talked about that. So, I mean, I think, you know, when you read this again from Graziano, he takes the job either at some point during this season or after it's finished. I think that is the most likely outcome. I think Will Levis is still the Titans quarterback in waiting. And whether it be at the end of this year and Ryan Tannehill has an awesome season or Ryan Tannehill plays fine and the Titans struggle to win football games early on, I think more than likely Will Levis will be the guy pretty soon. And so I don't really disagree with this at all. Uh, when I look at the Titans quarterback situation right now. So I, I disagree with it because I feel like this take was written in the month of May or June, when in reality it was published this morning, August 9th. Like, I, I think this is this. Why does that make a difference when it was because published? Because I think the Tennessee Titans, for what we've seen, there is a difference. Ryan Tannehill is here, and Malik and Will Levis are pretty neck and neck here, right? And I think the Tennessee Titans as a whole – with the development of Traylon Burks, the addition of DeAndre Hopkins, how this front seven of the defense looks like it's forming, and the offensive line is going to be better than it was a year ago. If they are a below-average offensive line, that is a significant increase uh, from a year ago, if, even if they're below average, I think. And so I think they are better than a year ago. I think the Titans' trajectory is different. In May or June, before DeAndre Hopkins – when Traylon Burks hasn't really shown that he has taken another step, when maybe the defense doesn't look, and we weren't talking about Arden Key like we are now, and Harold Landry was yet to be seen, I, I think that is a premature spring take from Dan Graziano because there is no way in hell the most likely scenario or the most likely outcome for the Titans should include Levis taking over for Tannehill in season. That is an outcome, well, that, I think, but it should not be involved in the most likely outcome. I think if it's one of the, two outcomes. I think it's an outcome. I, I think the most likely outcome is that Levis or Willis takes over for Tannehill in 2024. I don't think but you should include... that's part of his take. That's I know, part of what I, he lays I, out. Right. I think he missed, and that's where I, I think he missed by including and led with either during this season or after it's finished. If he said... At so, it, Levis takes the job for Tannehill after this season. I'm all on board with the most likely outcome for that. But I don't think 
in-season replacement of Tannehill needs to be most likely outcome because I think the Titans are more competitive than that. I I would agree with that. I, I think that his statement, though, saying what he says here of if the Titans really struggle in the first half of the season, Tannehill could be an appealing trade deadline trade target at the deadline. I think that implies that Levis taking over the job from Tannehill would be if the Titans struggle. I don't think there's a scenario where the Titans are winning games. But here's what we have to know, though. When is the trade deadline? And this is very key. The trade deadline's Halloween, right? Super creepy with that, with the trade deadline being on Halloween. And what does that mean for the Titans' schedule? The Titans play the Falcons two days before the trade deadline. They're not going to ditch Tannehill that early. I don't agree with the idea that Ryan Tannehill would be a trade piece. That I that I disagree with Graziano on for sure because I think even if the Titans are going to go with Will Levis at quarterback for the back half of the year, you'd like to have Tannehill in that room with him, and you'd probably like to have Tannehill as a potential backup to him depending on where you're at with Malik. But I do agree with the fact that – it. There is no scenario in my head where the Titans are winning games and Ryan Tannehill is healthy and Will Levis or Malik Willis take over for Ryan Tannehill. It's not going to happen. I don't care how good they look in practice. It's not going to happen. Ryan Tannehill's your starter for this season. But if there is a scenario in my head where you struggle for whatever reason that might be, and if you're out of contention at that week 11-ish point of the season, where Will Levis takes over? Do I think that's most likely? No, I think most likely is Will Levis takes over at the end of the season and the Titans play out this year with Tanhill. But I think he, I mean, he says both in the same take. Right, so I have right. a hard time. That, like, but he finding... led, he led, and this is what I think he's doing. This is, you know, ESPN's in the business of making money and getting clicks. And I, I think having him lead with at some point this season or after it's finished, like leading with at some point in the season is where I think he was wrong with this. Because going back to the schedule, the Titans, the back half, is kind of favorable. I mean, you've got a lot of division of games. You've got five division games in the last, what, eight games of the season. Uh, and so you've got opportunities to really win. And you've got bad teams like the Panthers, bad teams twice uh, like the Texans and the Colts, plus their divisional games, for you to resurge and to do kind of what the Jags did. So I, that's why I don't think it's really going to happen now, especially with the development of adding D-Hop and adding uh, the uh, the ability and the growth from Traylon Burks. Here's another thing, Sam, I want to get to as well. I just think there's a big difference in Tannehill in his ability to, of a thrower in the NFL and Levis and Willis. So the Titans have had some weird practices because they had two rainy practices in a row and then a practice on Monday this week that was very windy where there was like a, a, an actual tornado warning uh, or watch, whichever is least severe, watch. Tornado watch uh, yeah. on Monday. So the wind was whipping. Watch the difference in Tannehill's ball placement and the other two guys' ball placement in this drill. And these are six throws in a row from the Titans' three quarterbacks uh, in practice on a windy Monday.
there's just a big difference. Like the, the, it, Tannehill put that guy, that's like a 30 yard throw because of the, 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 where it is on the field and Tannehill on the money twice. And clearly Malik and Levis have, um, you know, an issue with hitting that, that standing target there, which that's a big difference right there. Yeah. I think Ryan Tannehill's accuracy is probably his most underrated attribute. Um, I, and watching him in practice, it, it is, you know, impressive a lot of the time to see how accurate he is. And like, you could hear the wind and like, I left that audio there so we could hear the wind through my phone. Yeah. I mean, uh, watching Ryan Tannehill throw the ball in practice is really impressive. Just the consistency of ball placement. Uh, You know, I mentioned that it was a bad throw earlier to Chig. That is an anomaly with Ryan Tannehill in practices. And specifically in this training camp, he doesn't miss many throws. Uh, A lot of them are right where they're supposed to be. And so yeah, I do think there's a gap. There's a, a bit of polish on a 10-year veteran versus a rookie and a second-year quarterback. And that is ultimately why the people who believe, oh, is th- this is a quarterback competition. Can Ryan Tannehill survive the pressure of Will Levis or Malik Willis? It, that's all nonsense. That's all noise. Ryan Tannehill is the starter. My only opinion on this is just the Titans, if they get to a scenario where they are struggling – I don't think they're going to get there. I think they'll be far more competitive than three and seven in week 11 or whatever it would take for them yeah. to make this move. But if you get to that point, you do have to start asking a question about what's best for you moving forward and wh- how you view the future at quarterback and what decision you have to make at that point. But that that's why it's not the most likely outcome that Dan Graziano's. I mean, I guess if you, if you want to nitpick Graziano's yeah. comment and yeah. say, well, he, he led with this versus that, yeah. then I, Those are I his words. <laughs> then I think, well, I think you have an argument there, yes. but I think taking it for what he actually said, whether it was, you know, intentional to lead with the mid season thing or not was, Mid-season or end of season, it'll be Levis taking over. I agree with that sentiment, and I I think it's probably at the end of the season. But that's not a knock on Ryan Tannehill at all. At the end of the season, it's not. That is a contractual, like, business situation for Tannehill. I mean, there could could be things that are out of Ryan Tannehill's control that lead to the Titans not being successful in the win column. And – forcing Mike Vrabel to make a decision about maybe getting a look at a future quarterback. Like, I don't know if that's in Ryan Tannehill's control. We saw last year, the numbers were bad for Ryan Tannehill or bad down for a starting quarterback. And people want to knock him and clown him and say, Oh, look, he's not a, but anybody that watched the Titans games and watched what he was trying to work with and what he was trying to do out there knew that he was making something out of, virtually nothing uh even if it wasn't at always pretty like mm-hmm. ryan Tannehill was on an island by himself last year in the titans offense him and derrick henry were basically like all right let's see if we can have no blockers and no receivers and get eight or nine wins out of this thing and you know that was the situation so maybe there's things out of his control this year too that you know prevent them from winning a ton of games and then what do you do then yeah, Charlie on YouTube says, sounds to me like Graziano just cast out a big net to make his prediction. Of, Which you know, I think is a fair criticism. I, yes. Like, If there's a criticism of this, though, I think that's the criticism. I, I don't think it's that it's an inaccurate statement. I think it's like some prediction to say, at some point within the next year, the guy <laughs> who's on one on the last year of his contract is going to no longer be the quarterback for the team that 
just use the 33rd overall pick on a quarterback. Right. That's not really a bold prediction by yeah. any means. Uh, or there's like, just been a lot of slander on Ryan Tannehill, and you can read about that. We have a, an article up on A2ZSports.com uh, from our guy Bryce about how DeAndre Hopkins added a new, a new hater to his list uh, with some slander on Tannehill uh, there too. But Sam, let's go ahead and ask this question uh, for the chat to get them more involved. What is your confidence level on a one through 10 scale? What is your confidence level on a one through 10 scale for Ryan Tannehill to lead the Titans to the playoffs? So this is a big question here to, to lead the Titans to the playoffs on a one through 10. What is your confidence level in that happening? So I want to get to all of you guys here, but first Sam, tell everybody about the bone and joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, they're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. You can visit them out in Franklin or schedule an appointment at boneandjointtn.org. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who to trust, and you can trust the Bone and Joint Institute as reliable, good care as you can find out in Middle Tennessee, uh, out in Franklin, with a state-of-the-art rehab facility to assist in your recovery. Everything from image to clinic to surgery, rehab, testing, all under the same roof so you're not driving everywhere to go from appointment A to appointment B. You just go see them at their clinic, and uh, they have everything you need, great doctors, great facilities to get all the care that you need. We love the Bone & Joint Institute. They're as knowledgeable as it gets. Every time we talk to them, I learn something about medicine, and that's the kind of people that you want taking care of you when you get hurt. So boneandjointtn.org, that's where you can make an appointment and visit them out in Franklin. Uh, with BetMGM, take advantage of the first bet offer we've got with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. That means you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses uh, with BetMGM. BetMGM, I love it. It's awesome. Titans right now are plus three and a half at Chicago. If you feel like betting on preseason, uh, the over under is 37 and a half. I think that could be interesting as well. Uh, I think the Titans have a chance to really win some preseason games if you're talking about from a betting standpoint because they got two quarterbacks that are trying to show what they can do they're going to play the majority of these games where other teams are going to have no name quarterbacks uh playing for the majority of that so that's just a side note but that first bet offer uh with with bonus code atoz sports uh to get up to one thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet misses visit betting.com for terms and conditions 21 or older Tennessee only new customer offer all promotions certain qualifications other requirements first online real money wager only rewards issued nominal bonus bets bonus bets expire seven days and for problem game of sport called Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789 Sam I'll send you to the chat uh we're asking what is your confidence level in the in Ryan Tannehill leading the Titans to the playoffs this season on a one through ten? So leading the Titans to the playoffs, Dan Graziano says most likely outcome Levis takes over midseason or after the season. But we're talking about Tannehill taking this team to the playoffs on a one through ten basis. I'll send you the chat on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Buckeye DK is it at a 10. Xavier says 8.7. Steven's just under a 9. Troy says 6. Uh, other Steven, 5. Eric's at 9. Valentino, 5. We got Pistol Ramsey at a 10. Andre's an 8. Daniel's an 8.5. Guy's a 7. Titans Kyle is a 7.7. Mike Sanders is a 6. VAB is a 6. Eddie is a 7. Tighten up, 7. Richie, 7. Max, 7.5. We got another 7.5. Darius, 7.5. Xavier's 8.7. Maserati Mac is an 8. We got a 10 from Bald and Bearded. We got an 8 from Demario. 10 from Pistol Ramsey. 6 from Jeff. We've got a 7 from Deborah. A 7.5 from Memory Mix. A solid 8 from Allen. 
an 8.5 from Kank Sinatra, a 9 from James, 8.5, 6.5. Jags got juice has a 6.5. We got a Jags fan giving, uh, you know, just a little bit of love to Ryan yeah. Tannehill. Yeah, I'd call that some Jags fan love to Tannehill. Yeah, for sure. We got Sean with a nine. We got Troy with some with a six. Anthony says four. Paulie says eight. Steven says nine. Four, nine, nine, a one from Jamie. Ooh. Raining on the parade of positive answers. Uh, but overall, a lot of high responses. Nines, eights, a lot of sevens, Austin. One yeah. to ten. How much confidence you got uh, in RT17? Yeah, Ken says, revise the question, Austin. What's your confidence level in him winning a playoff game? Well, different that's not question. <laughs> it's a different, it's a completely different question. And the reason why I'm not asking that is because we got Dan Graziano and uh the fantasy football guy at ESPN saying stay away from DeAndre Hopkins because he's got Ryan Tannehill. Good luck with that. Like, good luck with that was the sentence that was said when stay away from DeAndre Hopkins because Ryan Tannehill's his quarterback. Good luck with that. That's some serious hate and slander towards Tannehill. And I think it's completely ridiculous. So uh, I think to get to the playoffs, you know, I think an eight is too high because like you're saying for the majority of the show in the early part, there are other things outside of Tannehill's control, uh, like injury, like offensive line uh, playing, uh, just, you know, what happens if these wide receivers don't work out well? What happens, you know, if Tim Kelly is a terrible play caller? I don't know, but there's a lot of things that are improving around Ryan Tannehill compared to where they were the last season. And so I'm going to say not 7.5. I'm going to go double seven, 7.7. 7. Hmm. My confidence level on Tannehill leading the Titans to the playoffs is a 7.7. 7. There's just so much better things around Tannehill the O-line, the wide receivers, the running back as a whole is better. Tim Kelly is better. Brad brings up the schedule is better. Once you get past London, I think the schedule is kind of nice. Like there's a lot of opportunities for the Titans to win games without having to score four touchdowns or more in a game. Uh, and I think this defense is pretty good too. So I'm going to 7.7 for Tannehill to lead them to the playoffs. So I, I like your number. I like okay. that range if we're talking about the Titans to make the playoffs. And Tannehill to play well to get them there, right? Like, I think it's the offensive. Offensive. So they, here's where I differ resurgence. from you. Okay. And I think the offense will be better. I think Ryan Tannehill is going to play really, really well. And I think Ryan Tannehill is maybe – the most underrated quarterback in the sport. I think he really is one of the more underrated quarterbacks in the NFL for being uh, written off because of external factors. Uh, and I think he can still do it at a really high level. But what is my confidence in him to lead the Titans to the playoffs? Three. Because this Titans team is led by their defense. And that is the only reason they will make the playoffs is if this defense is as good as advertised. I don't think the Titans make the playoffs on some insane 4,000 yard, 35 touchdown season from Ryan Tannehill, where he's leading them to the playoffs. And I think Ryan Tannehill's a really good quarterback, but their success this season is determined by their front seven and their defense being a top five defense in the NFL. I think that's wow. the ceiling for this group. 
And I think that is what will lead this Titans team. They're not a passing offense. Okay. They're Uh, not an explosive offense. I was they're a defense first team that will lead that was what will lead them. So I I have a hard time saying, like, oh, Ryan Tannehill is going to lead the Titans there. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen lead their teams to the playoffs. The Titans defense is what's gonna get them into the dance this year. Mm, Man. I have I'm kind of surprised. I like kind of, I'm very surprised. Well, when you look, Sam, Sam and GK on the same page this morning. I'm, I'm, that's a joke. GK says Tannehill won't lead. Never has hmm. been the leader. They will win the division as a unit as usual. Running game and Tannehill controlling mistakes. Look, I think GK saying that Ryan Tannehill is not a leader and won't lead and never has been a leader is completely ridiculous. He's half correct. Half, half, hold on. Ryan, half Tannehill, correct. Ryan Tannehill is a leader. He is a leader. Yes. A locker room leader. Yes. A a great teammate. I think, like I said, a good quarterback that is very underrated. But the Titans do not live and die with the play of Ryan Tannehill. They live and die with the play of All their right. defense and their running game. Okay. Sam, Mike Vrabel is coached five full seasons as Titans head coach, right? Right. How many times has Mike Vrabel's Titans team gone to the playoffs? Three. Who was the starting quarterback at the end of those seasons? All three times the Titans made the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill. Who was not the starting quarterback the two times they did not make the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill. But that's... Sam. You're saying... The Titans defense... You cannot say NFL team did not make the playoffs when they did not have their starting quarterback. Marcus Marcus Mariota was the first year, right? But right. again, like they, when Ryan Tannehill is healthy and he was healthy until the worst offensive line in, in the sport uh, made him unhealthy and they were seven and three with all the things they were battling, Ryan Tannehill and the rest of the team fell apart with injuries and Ryan Tannehill could no longer play there. I think that if Ryan Tannehill did not re-injure his ankle in the chargers game, did the Titans win that game? They almost won it without him. I, I totally and, and with him with him I battling totally through agree. it. And so Ryan Tannehill, the Titans would have made the playoffs if Ryan Tannehill played in week 18 against the Jags. Totally they almost agree. Josh Dobbs had the lead with two minutes left in the fourth quarter to win the AFC South. Totally agree. On day 16 of being a Titans employee. Correct. And so, like with Ryan Tannehill, they should make the playoffs. And so I, I kind of changed my answer because I, I'm gonna go to Twitter because or X or whoever the, whatever the hell Joshua Cox on Twitter. He answered this question. He said, uh, when we asked what's your confidence of in Ryan Tannehill to, to take the Titans to the playoffs one through 10 to lead the Titans to the playoffs. Joshua Cox on Twitter said 10. He a hundred percent gets the Titans to the playoffs. If he plays in all the games, which that is factually correct in the three seasons that he was the starter in the second half of the season. Once he took over from Mariota in October, 2019. So I, but I don't, I don't understand where, like, I don't think you're hearing what I'm saying here. I do like, hear what you're saying. I just when, don't when, like a, when an NFL team loses their starting quarterback, they're substantially worse. Ryan Tannehill stays healthy last season. The Titans make the playoffs. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. He was a, a substantially better quarterback than Josh Dobbs or Malik Willis for the games that those two players started, uh, for, for the games that those two players started. Ryan Tannehill 
like I said, I think he's the most underrated quarterback in the sport potentially yeah. because I think he is is very good. I think he's in the top third, right at the borderline 12th best QB, 11th best QB. And he is treated like he's in the bottom five on some of the lists that I've seen. Like mm-hmm. it, it is ridiculous. The oversight people have on Ryan Tannehill, but you are not going to come away from a season that the Titans make the playoffs and say, it was the awesome play of Ryan Tannehill and the Titans passing game that got them here. If like they are a run the ball defense first team, they are not led on the field by their passing game. So Ryan Tannehill is a leader. He is their quarterback. He is their best option at quarterback. And I think they should go to the playoffs with him at quarterback, but I'm not going to look back and say, look at Ryan Tannehill putting this team on his back and taking them to the playoffs. I I think I will look at the front seven and say, look at all, look at Jeffrey Simmons and this defense putting the, the uh, let's, let's get, let's continue this conversation because it is getting juicy. I I was not expecting us to have this juicy of a back and forth on a Wednesday. I thought we were going to be more on the same page. I I am. I feel like like I'm looking at Zach next to me across the screen here. I'm kidding. Well, All all right, let's continue this because a couple points I wanted to bring up and more of your comments. What is your confidence level in Ryan Tannehill leading the Titans, the playoffs, on a one through 10 scale. What is your confidence level in Tannehill leading the Titans to the playoffs again? But first, let me tell you guys about Krebs Kubota, our friends at Krebs Kubota. They are an elite Kubota dealer in Middle Tennessee with three family owned and operated locations in Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro. You can check them out online at KrebsKubota.com. They have the Kubota line, their Kubota dealership, and elite Kubota dealership, which means they've got the best equipment in the industry right there on site across the mid-state in their three locations. Uh, they also have the great warranties that come with the Kubota line because they've got uh, all of those warranties that are better than everybody else. They've also got a parts and service uh, system that is better with Kubota. And then you got the people of Krebs because that's what the true separator is. So you're taking the best equipment in the industry with the best people in the industry that are middle Tennesseans, just like all of us uh, that can help you out finding your best equipment, the right equipment for your project at home, whatever application you need, whatever power unit you need, they've got it big or small uh, for whatever you've got going on. If you just need a small trimmer, uh, a mower, uh, the upgrade there, Krebs Kubota's got you as well. So check them out and make them your equipment provider because relationships is what makes the biggest difference here with your equipment. So check them out online at KrebsKubota.com. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Hey, those of you that have all this confidence in the Titans to go to the playoffs, uh, you can bet on the Titans to win the AFC South or place a future on them with BetMGM. You can use the bonus code ATOZ Sports, and if your bet loses, get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. That's if your first bet doesn't win. It's a second chance to win big with the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. All right, so you were saying a part of your take, and you can correct me and and, and make sure I'm correct because I don't want to put words in your mouth, that Ryan Tannehill – has, yes, gotten to the playoffs with the Titans, but this has not been a Titans team that has gotten to the playoffs on the back of Ryan Tannehill. That's, that, is that your take? For yeah, that's part? my take. Uh, I, I do think, and I, I get it, because you also said in like the two sentences before that you think he's the most one of the most underrated quarterbacks in the game and, and maybe the most disrespected quarterback in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird to hear both of those things because, like, 
Yes. Do the Titans have a very run-heavy offense with Derrick Henry? Absolutely. Does that help Ryan Tannehill? Yeah, but Ryan Tannehill was able to do some things in the 2021 season without Derrick Henry and with Julio and AJ injured often, and they were still able to win games. And that's when Ryan Tannehill surprises you in some of these late pushes and game winning drives where he makes key plays with his legs. You know, he's like, there are games where I think there was a chiefs win in Nissan stadium where Tannehill took off on a third and long and with a gutsy physical run towards the end for a first down in a key moment on a comeback drive with his legs. I think Ryan Tannehill gets disrespected so much because of everybody watching that Bengals playoff game. And the fact that he, didn't throw a lot of touchdown passes the last two years because of the situations around him. That also includes Todd Downing as the play caller. And I don't know if you saw the clip from Hard Knocks that came out. Oh, I didn't, but Aaron I'm, I'm Rogers. so excited to watch Todd Downing. And Aaron Rodgers treated Todd Downing. On Todd Downing's birthday, Aaron Rodgers treated and talked to Todd Downing like he was a coaching intern. It was cringy. And I don't know if you guys have seen that or not. Maybe I'll have you write something up on that uh, after the show here, Sam. But the interaction between Aaron Rodgers and Todd Downing, there's not – I don't know how Aaron Rodgers respects Todd Downing for how he just like condescendingly put down uh, a a member of the coaching staff. Uh, But Todd Downing was awful. Mm. He was terrible. And Ryan Tannehill had to fight through that, the bad offensive line, injuries to himself, and also injuries to his receivers, and just not having receivers the last couple of times too. So, and I, and Andre says, play the clip. I am not going to play a clip that's owned by HBO because I don't want to get sniped from the clouds. Yeah, the whole podcast will get banged. <laughs> uh, right. Eric uh, comes in here says Tannehill isn't underrated. I just, uh, I don't see how you can make an argument that Tannehill isn't underrated when I. Literally, Austin, lists out there have him as the 27th best quarterback in the NFL. Like, that low. I saw 22nd was the lowest I've seen it. I saw one really far down the other day. I don't remember where it was. But, like, anything that begins with a two is too low for Ryan Tannehill. I think at worst, he's right at 16 at, like, league average is what I would give him. Just the body of work is too good uh, for that. And, yeah, when when I look back at... To clarify what I'm what I'm saying for all the people, if let's say the Titans win 11 games this year, and we're looking here at 11 and six and a division title, and we're getting ready for a, a a playoff game that they host at Nissan Stadium, Titans fans would be you know pumped about how the season has gone. We'd be very excited for the playoffs, but I don't think we look back on that regular season and say. Ryan Tannehill had an awesome year and put the team on his back and led them to the playoffs. I think it's far more likely that an 11 and six team is Ryan Tannehill did Ryan Tannehill had himself a solid season. They ran the ball efficiently and their defensive front was awesome. And so maybe I'm taking the question too literal and too word by word and saying led but I believe they are led by their ground game and their defense. And so I have a lot more confidence in the defense and the running game to lead them to the playoffs than I do the quarterback right now because the Titans just don't 
do. That's not how they work. That's not how they operate. I think, you know, here's another show topic and maybe I can throw this in. We need to come up with like a preseason topic doc. We've gone through our summer uh, topic doc, but you know, who are the, and don't answer the question chat because this is just something we can maybe do um, next week. I don't know. Once we recap the bears preseason game, Uh, which by the way, Sam will be at, in Chicago, back in his hometown to watch that game. Buck will be there as well. And then Sam's going to be in, up in Minnesota next week for joint practices. So we're going to have some really good coverage that uh, will separate what we've got from uh, other people covering the Titans. But, uh, you know, who are the six most important people that need to be the leadership group that takes the Titans to the, to the playoffs? Ryan Tannehill's in that, right? Uh, and to go through the whole six or however, whatever the number is, Ryan Tannehill is in that unit of leadership group sitting at the table that is the most important to get the Titans to where they want to be. And so, you know, Rand Carthon's job is done for the most part. Once week, once week one kicks off outside of turning the back end of the roster, it's about, you know, the others, the coaching staff, Vrabel, Tim Kelly, and Tannehill to get them to where they need to be. And so that's where I feel like, yes, like the team as a whole has to be really good. Like GK just commenting, saying that they win as a unit. Yeah, quarterbacks should not be judged completely by the win-loss record, right? I, I think there are some that you can look at and say, yeah, that guy doesn't win games. And because of the other situations, as much talent as he has. But, like, I'm not, I'm not knocking Ryan Tannehill's last couple of years in Miami because Adam Gase was a disaster of a head coach. Right. Like, so there's nuance to that. So, but I do yeah, think, I think Ryan, Ryan Tannehill is the, I, I think we talked about earlier this week, Ryan Tannehill is the most important player for the Titans this year, because the drop off between him to one of these other young quarterbacks right now is more significant than any other player going down. I just feel like it's asking two questions. The question is not what, like, what, what confidence do you have that the Titans will make the playoffs with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback? My, I mean, for me, that's up here. I'm towards, towards the top of the spectrum on confidence in this team to make the playoffs. If Ryan quarter, if Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback for the whole season, but for Ryan Tannehill to lead them, I mean, are we talking, you know, a leader in the locker room? Are we talking a leader on the field? Are we talking performance? Like what? How do you define lead? Because I think that's yeah. maybe where where You're this disconnect about is coming from. Winning games in December in that first week of January, last week of the regular season, to get the Titans positioned for a playoff spot, right? And playing well in, in that situation. Because Ryan Tannehill only played in three games in December slash January this past season because he got hurt against the Chargers, right? In those three games, he threw three total touchdown passes, he got uh, had two interceptions, and he was sacked 14 times in those three games, which is not his fault. We know the situation uh, of that. But if you go look in 2021, when they won the the first uh, you know seed in the playoffs, Ryan Tannehill in December and January uh, threw seven touchdown passes to one interception, and he was sacked only 10 times in. Two more games. So, like, that's where I, I see Ryan Tannehill, if you're going to go back to 2020, to see what he did uh, in those last you know month plus of the season where he put up, let's see, eight. Uh, he had 10 touchdown passes to three interceptions in 2020. 
uh, and was sacked uh, quick math nine times in five games. So like those 2020, 2021, where he's throwing one to two touchdowns or more a game, getting sacked a lot less than he did 14 times in three games is insane yeah. when he was when it was 10 times or nine times in five games the two years before he led the titans to the playoffs in 2020 and 2021 by playing well down the stretch where last year they were a shell of themselves as a, as a football team and they had a seven game losing streak that led them to picking 11 justin asked well, what, what does a locker room leader do show them where the shower is no it's about his you know presence it's about his leadership as the quarterback as the guy who people turn to as you know ryan is our captain like that's what a locker room leader is he motivates the team he keeps the team focused he always knows where everybody else is supposed to be leads by example on the practice field and on the game field and he uh you, you know unifies a football team and ryan Tannehill is a great great leader in the locker room he is a great quarterback and teammate for the rest of his teammates. He's tough. I think that goes into leadership as well. That Ryan yeah. Tannehill is very tough. Uh, but then Steven says, okay, if you're losing the argument, critique the question. Steven, I was asked a question. I answered the question. Yeah. What is my confidence? Ryan Tannehill leads the Titans to quarterback to the playoffs. Three. What Oof. if, but, but from what the chat has said, being like, oh, they're going to go to the playoffs. I'm saying, well, if you're asking me if they're going to go to the playoffs with Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback, it's a different answer. But that wasn't the question. I answer questions when I'm asked them on this show. That's kind of what we do. So, uh, yeah, not a fan of that. All right, so flipping from the Ryan Tannehill talk, this has been a good show. I've enjoyed the conversation. But the Titans did release a brand-new video for their stadium rendering this morning. So we're going to play the video. So we're going to play it now, but then we're going to ask you what excites you most about it. So be watching for it because this is a pretty cool video that we're going to get to the Titans releasing their new stadium renderings this morning. I haven't morning. seen it yet, by the way. You this haven't seen it yet? Oh, first, first time. for me. First time. Uh, yeah. So here is what the Titans put together for everybody this morning. Love is a burning thing and it makes a fire Bound in love's desire I fell into a ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire Went down, down, down The flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire
So that was the stadium video. No, All right. we're not going to judge the song. Okay? Yeah. You know, the, well, that was my first comment yeah, is yeah. we needed a dip. We couldn't have gotten a little bit of like a more hype song for like, I mean, there was a sweet video and oh, we've got, the, yeah, the song kind of, uh, not a fan of the music, but the yeah. video was great. The stadium yeah. looks sweet. <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you guys, uh, minus the song, what excites you the most about that Titans new stadium uh, video based uh, there. Uh, so what makes you most excited about that? Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. They can help you out with whatever your health coverage needs. Our Farm Bureau Health Plans can fill in the gaps with dental or vision, or they can do the whole thing for you with health, dental, and vision. Uh, and the website is easy to get to, fbhp.com slash ATOZ to get yourself started with a health assessment to find a quote to save you money with better coverage because that's exactly what's happened with Zach. It's what happened with a couple other A to Z employees is that you can save money on your health coverage, but actually get better coverage and more to work with as well. So it's a great thing to do to get in young in life. So maybe you're a young professional entrepreneur, contracted employee that doesn't have health coverage with your employer, or maybe uh, you're out there on your own, you're growing to family, whatever your situation is, Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you out. Uh, so check them out, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. They're the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, you place your first wager. And even if you lose with that bonus code, you get a second chance to win big with the king of sports books. That's why we love them. It's BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. All right, so they should have used the Johnny Cash original Ring of Fire song, and that would have been so much better um, than whatever that version was. But what excites you most about the Titans' new stadium after that video drop? Uh, I'll let you go read some comments here, Sam. Uh, as, uh, you know, look, the video itself was pretty sick. Um, and you know what I'm going to do? While you're reading comments, I'm going to go mute it and upload a muted version of it so we can just play it and look at it. <laughs> so I Love think it. that's a, a better way for us to acknowledge and discuss this uh, Titans new stadium. So I'll, I'll send you the comments now. Uh, let's see. We have the comment. Amar just going straight up. Everything. Everything looks good. Uh, Tyler says cleaner restrooms is what he's excited for. Tones <laughs> uh, pumped up for the interior of the stadium, whether that means the, the I think, playing surface a little bit and just kind of the look uh, inside. Uh, Frankie says all the different food areas to eat at, which is something the Titans, uh, you know, have been advertising a lot is that how much good food and culinary options there are going to be in the new stadium. Uh, expectations that are going to come with the stadium from Richie. Uh, let's see. We got the best part is indoors. The worst part is less seats and no tailgating from Jason. Uh, Matt with a little bit of uh, juxtaposition there says he's against domes, but Jason loves the fact that it's inside. And I do think there will be tailgating eventually. It's just not going to be yeah. right away. They have to build up that out outside area around it in, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. surrounding communities. But I do think the plan is for there to be a lot of tailgating. Bert, uh, Bert Kyle, like green space, like a lot more grass area. So well, like I talk, when I, when I talked to Burke Nihil 
last season about the stadium, he told me that the intention was to replicate the Grove at Ole Miss outside right. of it. Like they want a crazy tailgating scene. So that's coming. Which means, which means you're tailgating on grassy spots. You're not tailgating on parking lot and hot concrete asphalt. Yeah. Uh, Alan is pumped about WrestleMania coming to Nashville and all the different events. That's certainly a big plus. With Which WrestleMania has already committed to the to Nashville once the stadium is ready. Yeah. And we've heard Super Bowl. We've heard, you know, maybe some college basketball final four slash, you know, regional games. And hey, a lot college of good- football playoff is going to expand uh, and will be several years into that. So there could be some opportunities for that, too. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Uh, 65K capacity, yes, Brandon. I think it's 62 is what the Titans are telling people with uh, yeah. obviously some ability to, uh, you know, add a couple seats whenever they need to. Uh, Luke wants to host the Super Bowl. Um, so, Austin, I have two things here that excite me most about this. Number one should surprise nobody. Uh, one, I love, as we all know, air conditioning. I don't like heat. <laughs> And so the, I mean, I, I enjoy some good football weather in the fall when it gets a little cold and, and wet and you're just like, ah, oh, this is football, but we don't really get that down here in Tennessee. It's, it's just a lot of heat most of the time throughout the season. And so I am excited for this thing to be indoors, but number two that I want everybody to watch for is this video rolls here right there is a moment for me that yeah. little, uh, Nashville or Tennessee flags sign right there in the concourse. I am just excited for some branding, some culture, and some personality that's going to be into this stadium. Nissan Stadium was built, obviously, as a placeholder and as a test, essentially, for the Titans to see if the franchise could stick in Nashville long term. And I'm pumped for a stadium that is Nashville and is Tennessee and is Titans branded and represents the people and this community and this state. And uh, I think having an indoor stadium that has a lot of Nashville's culture from, you know, hot chicken to music stuff to the flags everywhere to Titans branded everything is just going to be a really cool place where you step in the front doors and you say, oh, yeah, this is the home of the Titans and not this is, you know, just a football stadium planted right off Broadway. So, Sam, I think my favorite part about it is the roof being see-through. I like that ability. That I like <laughs> I like the fact that it's a dome, but you're still going to have natural sunlight that gets in there. Because I hate watching football games of great importance where I'm watching like LED inside, like, you know, school hallway lighting. Like that just drives me insane. Football needs to be played with sunshine and football needs to be played with the moonlight under the lights, right? So you're going to get uh, an opportunity to have both with primetime games are going to feel like night games, but noon games are going to feel like they're in the sunshine because you've got the transparent and the translucent, however they would call it, the see-through roof uh, there that they showed there. So that's I think that's my favorite part about it. And what better than feeling like you're in the sunshine, but having the air conditioning there as well to keep you uh, nice and cool. Like that's a, that's a big win. Uh, but awesome. We went over this when Zach and I talked about, uh, the Oilers uniforms and Zach and I's idea to have an Oilers themed playing surface and, and, you know, the walls. And we were advocating for 
colored end zones at Nissan Stadium. I think it just brings a lot of character and flavor to a team where the team brand is just, it's all over the place. And Nissan Stadium does not really have that for the Titans, in my opinion. And they've done a decent job of adding stuff, you know, over time, but it's not as good as it could be. And when you get indoors and you spend this type of money on a stadium, it's going to be awesome. And it's just going, like I said, it's going to feel like the home of the Titans and the long-term home of the Titans. And I think we'll represent the team's success and the support of the fan base over the past, you know, decade plus specifically when, you know, these things have really taken off over the past decade uh, and be a place for that, that is nice and luxurious that other opposing fans don't just want to come to Nashville for a game. They want to go to new blank stadium. I don't know if it'll be named Nissan stadium, whatever the Uh, new name of the stadium is going to be. I'm trying to remember when Nissan's naming rights runs through. I think it runs through. Well, they've, they've already said it's, it's open for it's up for grabs, but Nissan is in contention. Yeah. To well, they signed it because I remember right. Zach and I went to the press conference where Nissan was like, Hey, this is the new name of the stadium. And I want to say 20, I want to say it runs through the current lease of the, of the current stadium is when that naming rights deal, but maybe with a new stadium that kind of that probably in the fine print of whatever that Nissan stadium contract is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Andre, I was gonna bring this up too. Yeah, retractable roof would have been so much better. The elements make football. I hear where you're coming from, but Andre, a retractable roof would be closed anytime there's elements that affect the football game. That's kind of the point of it is that yeah. when it's beautiful outside, you can say, All right, we'll air it out and you know, be outdoors. But if it's raining, if it's extra windy, if there's snow, if there's elements, uh, that's when you close the roof. So I'm, I'm not sure a retractable roof would have. And roofs do one thing. They break. <laughs> and, and that means that you have to replace it. Is uh, A to Z Sports Stadium uh, in, in contention, Austin? You know, probably not for the naming right to the stadium, but, like, is there some possibility of, like, the A to Z Sports fan zone, uh, the A to Z Sports, like, concourse? Uh, I think there's – hey, you never know. Never say never. Never say never. I love it. All right, Sam. Uh, look, I, I think – the video looks good. I muted it. I liked it better with it muted. So <laughs> Me too. Uh, the video looks good. I like, I'm excited for this. Uh, I think it's gonna be really cool. And, and I, I just like the ability and somebody asked more about like, how can they tailgate more when there's no parking? Like there's going to be parking. Like they're going to have, you have to build around it. Like, obviously there's going to be a weird limbo transition period of construction site, demolition site together and having to make it all work. So uh, it's not going to be the, you know, the cleanest thing as no stadium builds are super clean when it comes to nuances like that. But yeah, they're going to have tailgating areas and parking because they're going to have much more around it and, you know, developing the rest of the city and, and the, the nightlife and everything else. All right, Sam, let's get to throwing shade here on this Wednesday. We always throw shade to wrap up the Wednesday showed. So let's do it. We want your shade here too in the chat. So let's get to throwing shade. <laughs> Shade is always presented by our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process. See Paid Bone and his team and crew in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. So, Sam, while the chats roll in, uh, I will let you start uh, on uh, your shade if you've got it ready to go. Yeah, uh, so today I'm going to have to throw shade at 
Planet Fitness. Uh, they're getting my shade this morning. I I was a Planet Fitness attender for uh, a while. I went to Planet Fitness. It was the closest gym and really the only gym nearby my old uh, my old residency, and so it was convenient for me to go to. When I moved out of that residency, though, back at the start of the new year, I wasn't really by a Planet Fitness location. I canceled my membership, got the confirmation email and everything, and you know got uh, this survey that was like, why did you cancel all this stuff? Canceled in person. Well, I'm going through bank statements yesterday, trying to do budgeting and, you know, going through some of my finances. And I see I've been getting charged like $26 a month from Planet Fitness every month for the last like 13 months. And I oh. said, hmm, no, that's that's not right. And so uh, I went to go to Planet Fitness. I called them up and I said, hey, look, this is what happened. And the guy on the phone was very helpful. And I said, okay, well, uh, what do I need to do? He said, well, come in and, and show me and we'll talk about it. We'll figure out what was going on. So I went to the location that I called and the location uh, that I used to work out at back yesterday after Titans practice. So I go there and it was very traffic, like sitting in traffic, took me 35 minutes to get there. I get there, walk in, the location is closed for maintenance. And so they're, <laughs> they're doing construction on the location. Nobody's in there. I say, Hmm, well, that's weird. So I call the number back. I say, Oh, well, what location are you at? They give me a location on the other side of Nashville, like, like another 50 minute drive away. And so I have to go home. I finish my article from training camp get back in the car and I hiked 40 minutes to the other planet fitness location. Oh. Spent like my entire evening yesterday driving to planet fitnesses, trying to get my, my membership sorted out because some lady didn't cancel it for me. Luckily Forrest at planet fitness was tremendous. He helped me out should be uh, all set to go and got a refund and everything. So, you know, shout out to my guy uh, for being very, very understanding and helpful but it was a lot of time that made me very, very, yeah. very frustrated driving around. So shade on the original lady at planet fitness a year plus ago. And yeah, no shade on forest and, the forest and what shade on the guy on the phone who didn't tell me that I had to go to that location and Fair. didn't and cost me two hours of driving. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see more shade. I'm reading some chats. Uh, Denise says shade on the Johnny cash song for the video shade on the, Johnny Cash spinoff song, not the, you know, the ring of fire from Johnny Cash would have been great. Matt says throwing shade at people in the gym who spend 20 minutes at a machine, 15 of which are on their phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, Matt. Those, I am one of those people occasionally, but I hate those. Oh people. no, you can't just go all that reaction, but yeah, that's me sometimes. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is now that I think about it, but I hate those people too. Uh, Texas, that's called a hypocrite there. Uh, Texas Titan says shade on Sam's score for confidence in Tannehill this morning. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Jeff, uh, Jeff's got two shades. Uh, one, uh, one is serious and the other one I'm going to make fun of him for. Uh, Jeff says shade one on his, on cancer found out last week, his mom has skin cancer. So Jeff, I hope your mom uh, does uh, get that sorted out and hopefully it's a skin cancer that's uh, treatable and easily to move on from. So uh, thoughts out there to uh, uh, big 10 Jeff's mom, uh, Jeff's second shade shade two on Vandy football, playing their week one game versus Hawaii at a high school. Well, uh, yeah, uh, Jeff, you got trolled. <laughs> well, I can't I can't blame him. It got me too. I was like, no. I was at Titans practice yesterday. 
I was talking to Caroline Fenton a couple days ago from 102.5, and I was like, is that uh, that, no. is that rumor I saw true? I, where are they playing? That stadium's not ready. Look, it, the stadium's not ready, but it's okay. They're not going to have any attendance problems there. Yeah, true. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, no, I don't know. It, it got me too for a bit, so I can't blame Jeff too, no, too much. If you do see Richard West uh, on Twitter, that is a Vol fan who has become really, really good at trolling people like Jeff and has gotten national media outlets uh, before uh, too on that. Uh, so more uh, Andre says, shade on soft fans complaining about whether Nealon Stadium is a top tier experience. I, mean, I, I think, I don't know if those two things kind of go together. Demetrius uh, brings this up, and this was bad. I don't know if you saw this. Colin Coward. Horrible. uh, Colin Coward had a list of quarterbacks that won't, that are not able or not winning a Super Bowl. It was, yeah. Colin's list of quarterbacks that can't win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, this is partially in Colin's defense, but also another indictment on Colin because the list, if you look at the graphic that was up during the show, when he talked about this had Johnny Manziel had, you know, you know, a list of like 15 guys and, and five to eight of them weren't even on teams. Like they've been out of the league. It was clear copy and paste of, uh, of a list of every quarterback drafted since 2012. And then, he then looked at that list and rattled off a few names, one of them being Dwayne Haskins, which was a very unfortunate uh, misspeak on his part of just picking that name off the list, I think. Uh, I don't think Colin actually meant to throw shade at him, but it speaks to absolute laziness on the show and on the production to have a list of quarterbacks that can't win a Super Bowl who aren't in the league or have passed away, and then laziness on the host part to not proofread it and make sure the names that he's saying actually are coherent. Yeah, so that, that was uh, that was pretty bad. Um, my shade, Sam, is uh, not on me for not wearing sunscreen at the Music City Grand Prix on Sunday, but it's for me not wearing sunscreen at Titans practice the day after mm. that. So I got double burned. I got sunburn on top of a sunburn on my forehead. So the problem is that thing's gonna peel, and it's gonna peel, and everybody's gonna be seeing my forehead peeling. Uh, from my sunburn because I didn't do it back to back days. So my shade is on myself because I couldn't find shade. I got smoked and roasted out of Titans practice on Monday after getting roasted at the music city grand prix on Sunday. Just and like, I knew it. Like I, I knew Sunday night, dang it. I should have worn sunscreen. My forehead, my face is red. And then just flat out. Didn't do sunscreen. I had it with me. I brought my sunscreen in my computer bag to practice with me. I just didn't do it. And so now my dumb ass looks like a, a damn tomato up here. And now it's going to be a, a appealing tomato in a couple of days, probably uh, hopefully over the weekend. So you guys don't have to look at me uh, on the show while my face is like different colors. Tiffany says she's shading, uh, not getting her Simmons throwback jersey till September 5th. Well, at least it'll be here for week one. So there you go. Week one, you'll still have it and you'll be ready to rock. But um, yeah. That does suck ordering something that you're super excited about. And then it's like a month out and it's like, that's tough. I'll say this. The Titans have a gear shop uh, at their facility on the top floor of the practice facility that is open like regular business hours, uh, Monday through Friday. So Tiffany, if you want, you can go check that out. They got a lot of cool stuff that you can get in person. I'm not sure exactly if they have the the jerseys or not or the jerseys you're looking for, Uh, but yeah. 
I, I wanted to ask you about, I don't know what this is. Is this bad that I don't know what this is? No, I'll, I'll tell you about it off the show. All right, all right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know what that's all about uh, after the show here. All right, guys. Hey, great show today. Uh, once again, Sam is going to be traveling up to Chicago for the preseason game. Uh, we've got a couple more shows before that. Titans back on the practice field tomorrow morning. So make sure uh, you're you're staying in tune with our YouTube channel and all of our other social media. So make sure you like the show before you go. I'll use the uh, red screen today to go along with my face. Uh, so like the show before you go on Facebook and YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel because you don't want to miss out on that. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Thursday. Buck Rising is live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime. We'll see you guys later on. Appreciate it as always.